This is episode 220, Getting Over Jealousy with Maddie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everyone. So I am sitting here in my dining room recording this episode surrounded by boxes. (laughs) We are moving out of this home that we love in a week, kind of unexpectedly. We wanted to stay in this house a little longer, but the landlord wants to move in and we are putting everything in storage. We are headed to Australia for two months and then kind of back in California and traveling around February, March, and then hopefully moving to Austin. Well, we are definitely moving to Austin. We just don't know when, sometime in the spring. So a couple of things. First, for those of you in Australia, it looks like we are going to be teaching a one-day workshop January 5th in Brisbane. It's going to be creating 2020 vision, breath work, and life work. So you're going to want to get on the interest list for that. Just go to christinehasser.com slash Australia so you get all the information. You can start making your plans. Back to this transition thing. Transition seems to be in the air for so many of us. I feel like I'm always saying that. It's, it's kind of like whenever there's a full moon, people are like, oh my God, this moon is so powerful. It's like every moon is powerful. And every time, every end of year, every Mercury retrograde, every, you know, whatever we're always talking about, oh, it's such a powerful time. But we're really just living in a time of rapid evolution. And so it is a powerful time. And I will say it's even more powerful powerful right now as we gear up for 2020. We are going into a whole new decade and that's a transition. And many of us are feeling that. And what I'm seeing as a trend is that things that no longer serve us are really being taken away, stripped away, washed away, gracefully exited away. And more and more of us are being called forward to surrender and be in uncertainty and change, you know, really grow. And that's always a theme. Definitely. That's always a theme that we're in, but it seems to be accelerating as we close out 2019. So if you're in that kind of feeling and you're feel like you're spinning sometime or you're confused or there's lots of uncertainty, or there seems to be transitions that you didn't expect, just really trust just really trust. I posted something on Instagram a week or so ago. If you go back on my Instagram feed, which is just my name, Christine Hassler, it's a picture of me with my hands in prayer. And I talk about how in times like this, what my mind wants and what my soul wants seem to be contradictory. My mind wants to ground wants to be home, especially after traveling for our amazing wedding and honeymoon and dealing with the health stuff I've dealt with this year. Like I can feel the part of me that just wants to be home and ground, not be packing and moving and traveling. However, my soul must be desiring something else because that seems to be the direction that I'm being pulled towards. And as much as sometimes I don't like it and it's uncomfortable, I trust it. So I have my moments where I throw my little pity parties and I complain and I look around my house that I live in that we love and, you know, we have our tears about it. We're like, oh, we don't want to do this. And we're really, really trusting that we're stepping into the next level, whatever that is for us and trusting that we're being led and also remembering, you know, last time I had to leave the house I loved, many of you that have been following me for a while knew that... I had this beautiful place on the beach in Encinitas that I was freaking obsessed with. I love that home. And having to leave that unexpectedly led to meeting my husband. I never would have met him had I not been asked to leave that place. You can go back and listen to previous podcasts if you want to hear the whole story, but there's no way I would have met Stephanos if I hadn't been kicked out of that other place, ejected. I shouldn't say kicked out, ejected is a better way to phrase it. So I'm just trusting. And When we go through transitions, sometimes we get the clarity or the happy ending or the aha moment quickly. And sometimes it takes a while. I think back to the transition of leaving my marriage that was nearly a decade ago. And now that I have my husband now, 
I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder we both had to transition out of that marriage. I see now, like, this is the person that I'm truly meant to be with. But that one took a decade. And sometimes they take even longer. So please be patient with your transition. Don't expect that when you take a leap of faith or when you go through a transition that in a moment, you know, the next day, the next month, the beginning of the year, you're going to know why. Sometimes it takes time. We're always in a process. So when you don't know anything, just know that you are supported, you are being led, and to just really trust and surrender into any kind of certainty that you have. Like right now, you're breathing. (laughs) You're listening to this podcast. You have a phone or a computer that you're listening to it through. You know what your next meal is going to be. You know, there's certainty that you can look towards. And in times when where there's a lot of uncertainty, it's important to pay attention to the things that do make us feel grounded, that do give us a sense of certainty, that do give us a sense of safety. You know, I'm very blessed to have a really amazing husband. And so whenever I get scared and, you know, my Virgo self who wants to stay in my house and not have to leave, you know, I just lean on him and I lean on those things that, that are certain in my life. And another thing I lean on is honestly this podcast. I just realized last month that we're in our fourth year started in 2015. And I love that every week I get to talk to an amazing person and coach them and put this episode out and I get to connect with you. I feel all of you listening. I feel those of you who are on your walks right now, those of you who are at your gym, those of you who are on your way to work, like I really feel you and connect to you. And so you give me a lot of certainty. So, so thank you for that. Thank you for being an anchor in my life. And if I have been an anchor in your life, I really, really encourage you to come join me at my spring retreat. You've heard me talk about it a lot on the podcast because I'm really excited about and passionate about it. And the reason I'm talking about it so much is because the early bird discount ends November 30th. So if you want to save $500, definitely go to christinehassler.com slash spring dash retreat and apply now. I'm not going to talk too much about it now because I've talked a lot about it on the show. And you can just go to the Spring Retreat page and get all the info there. So today I have a call that I think is going to be helpful for so many of you because it has to do with jealousy. And I think a lot of us really beat ourselves up when we're feeling jealous because we judge it as a not very enlightened emotion. We judge it as selfish. We judge it as petty. We judge it as small and it feels really crappy, <laughs> but there is a way out and it's not bad. Jealousy is not bad. So if you're beating yourself up because you experience jealousy, I just want you to know one, you're not a jealous person. And two, there is a way through it. And this call with Maddie is really going to help. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you experience jealousy? Do you sometimes feel happiness for people that you love that have beauty, wealth, success, you name it, and other times just feel jealous of them? Do you compare yourself a lot to people? Do you beat yourself up for feeling jealous? As a child, did you get your parents' attention or did you have to fight for it? Was there inconsistency in your family? And are you constantly evaluating your own self-worth by how you measure up to others? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to me, Coach Maddie. Before we dive in, I want to acknowledge my sponsor for this week, which is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an incredible service where you can get matched with your own licensed professional therapist. You can work with your counselor for as long as you want, two weeks, two months, or two years. You can start communicating with your own counselor in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling, which I recommend which is done securely online. There are over 4,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. There are four communication modes that you can talk to your therapist, text, chat, phone, or video. It's available on your computer, your mobile app, your iOS app, whatever. There's just really no barriers to entry here. And it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. So there's two pricing plans available, the all-included plan, one weekly scheduled live session and unlimited messaging. And then there's messaging only plans to which you can add secured scheduled video or phone sessions on a cost by session basis. There's also financial aid for those who qualify. It's secure, convenient, professional, affordable, and you can start getting help immediately. So go to betterhelp.com, B-E-T-T, 
E-R-H-E-L-P to get 10% off your first month with discount code over it. Again, go to betterhelp.com, get 10% off your first month with discount code over it. Get started today with betterhelp.com. And now on to my coaching call with Maddie. Maddie, hi, what's your question? Hi, so I have a question about what I would categorize as extreme jealousy. So the reason I say extreme jealousy is because I'll give you an example. It's mainly based towards women and my boyfriend, I suppose. So when he states that he is, I guess, physically attracted to someone, it could be a friend or a compliment that he gives to one of my friends, or even something simple like a celebrity, like a celebrity crush. Mm -hmm. It's something that deeply, like I get this like deep sinking feeling, almost like I would say it's like betrayal. It's something that is so, it's intense. And it, it goes so far as prevents me or I prevent myself from even watching films, for example, with those people in it, because I get that deep sense of, I don't know what. And lately, this has been mainly in the past, but lately towards my own friends, even outside of that attachment of my boyfriend, I feel sense of jealousy creeping on when it comes to physical beauty, or when I see that they're successful. And I don't really want to be this person, I want to be supportive, and I don't want to be petty. But the thing is, is is that I can acknowledge it's ridiculous. It's like this Mm. ridiculous guttural reaction, but I can't stop it. It's, yeah. Okay. So first and foremost, we have to release the judgment that it's ridiculous. Okay. Because it's not. It's just something that you're experiencing. I like to think of these things as, I've said it before on the show, they're just alarm systems. This... Mm reaction, we'll just call it a reaction, is an alarm system to a deeper wound, a deeper limiting belief, a deeper unconscious program that's not serving you anymore. And so the alarm is just getting louder because your soul wants to evolve. So can you please forgive yourself for judging yourself for this? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's just (laughs) something that you're going through. That's part of your evolution. That's all it is. Mm, okay. And can you see how that already softens it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I kind of felt embarrassed. Yeah. You know, even talk about it because it, I guess I don't know many people who have this problem, but I suppose we don't talk about it either. Right. Generally. Well, I'm sure there's people listening that are saying, I'm so glad that she's talking about this because I do the same thing. Mm. So, and I've definitely had times of jealousy of other women and then felt shame about it. You know, I've, I've had times where good friends of mine, something amazing would happen to them. And I, part of me would be happy and then another part of me wouldn't be. Yeah. And then I felt shame for that because it's like, what kind of shitty friend am I that I'm not happy for them? Mm -hmm. So you're not alone. And I understand that there's shame there, but just by bringing it into the light and by talking about it. We're just telling the shame that it's okay and that you're okay and you're still loved and you're human and you're definitely not the only one that does this. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. So forgiving yourself for the judgment and then also forgiving yourself for the misunderstanding that you have to feel shame about it Mm. because this is, this is just, it's a very human thing and it's just one of the ways that your soul is evolving. That's a really nice way to look at it. Well, I'm not just blowing sunshine up here. You know what? This is truth. This Mm. is how we learn as humans. We learn through contrast. We Mm. all, one of the soul lessons for all of us is, is learning a deep level of self-acceptance and also learning that we're all one and we have to learn through contrast. So often jealousy, comparison, all of those kinds of things is the contrasting feeling that we feel that eventually is the gateway to deeper level of self-love and deeper levels of belongingness and a deeper understanding of the fact that we're all mirrors for each other and that the universe is this abundant place and there's enough to go around. And this is, you're just in, in the evolutionary process of getting to those awarenesses. 
This is very normal. I just want to tell you. It's very, very normal. And I think once I ask you more questions about your past, I'll be able to even pinpoint further why this is particularly normal for you. Okay. So let's just talk about the programming that you got as a child about Mm -hmm. what made you worthy and deserving, especially as a woman. Mm. Okay. Well, something obviously that sticks out to me or that I suspect is part of the problem would be I really felt rejected by my father. And he, because I think at a crucial time in my childhood, I feel like he had something, I don't know, like particularly when you said as a woman, it kind of struck me like he he did have a thing about women. I think because I reminded him of, of my mom or, you know, he was going through a bad time with the divorce and the system and he was angry. Yeah. What was he angry at? He he would often talk about the fact that he was angry about feminism, um, about the fact that women always get, I guess, the better deal in court. It was around a time that he was really hung up on that, I find. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. So that was really hard to hear as a kid because I think I think I felt like, you know, he just didn't like me because I was a girl sometimes. Right. I have a brother too. And, you know, it it wasn't just me who noticed this. It was multiple family members, the difference in treatment. So I'm not sure if that. Yep. (laughs) That'll be it. (laughs) That'll at least be a big part of it. And when you said earlier, you felt rejected by him. Is that what you mean? That you just didn't get the same treatment that your brother did? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, he was also for some time an alcoholic. So it was kind of hard to to tell what he was thinking and what he was going to do between moments because he'd react erratically. Were there any times that you did get his attention or validation? When he was drinking, it would be sometimes that or sometimes he'd be upset between, you know, it it could be any moment that it would switch like a, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like a light but in the day, like, it was like, he was a completely different person. He would be very, he wouldn't really care about what I was talking about. He wouldn't pay attention. He wouldn't remember mm-hmm. anything I'd said to him. And when he, do you did get his attention or validation? What would he give you attention or validation for? I suppose sometimes if I was doing well in school that I can remember, or if maybe also if, my looks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. he would show love. Like he'd be like, Oh, I love you. Uh, I'm sorry or whatever. And then it would be dif- different. In another moment, it mm-hmm. was kind of, yeah, it was hard to track. But... Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a couple things you've got the validation for success and looks, which is definitely playing into why you have the jealousy towards other women's physical beauty and success. We'll get into that. There's the inconsistency from the masculine in you in your world, which is going to make you feel nervous. It's going to give you kind of an anxious attachment style in relationship because you didn't feel a consistency with your father. Mm -hmm. And so when we have that kind of anxious attachment style, it, it can show up in different ways in relationship. Jealousy is one of them. Okay. It can look like, um, because we're so like, Can you see how as a little girl, there was a part of you that just wanted to know where you stood with your father? Like you didn't know. Mm, Yeah. And so there wasn't a sense of safety and you were always waiting for the other shoe to drop or for him to switch or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as a coping strategy, your brain is sort of wired for looking for something to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Because you wanted to prepare yourself for if your dad was going to be mad. Yeah. Or he was going to change. Can you see that? Can you see how you're kind of always on the lookout for the red flags? Yeah, definitely. So there's a familiarity to sort of like looking and tracking yeah. where is something going to go wrong. And that's often how the energy of jealousy shows up in a relationship is like looking and tracking and just waiting. Oh, did you look at that woman? Like, did you, why do you think that celebrity is cute? Because it reinforces that I don't know where I stand and I'm not safe and you could switch on me in any moment. And it's also just a familiar pattern of being anxious in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't make the connection. Like, obviously I've done 
a lot of thinking about that past part um, with my dad. But like, I, I can definitely see now that you say that with the uncertainty and like almost like looking for evidence as I think you've said before. Yeah, I can see that. Exactly. So it's just kind of looking for this evidence and and jealousy is sort of the thing that you tacked onto because the whole kind of being a woman, right? So there was, you saw the, the dad who in our dad as women is the first man we ever love. Mm-hmm. And so you sort of have this man who had a lot of anger at women mm-hmm. and that was part of what you learned. And so you learned how to have some anger at other women and looked at other women as a threat because they were a threat mm-hmm. to him. Again, you know, that's interesting. I mean, my dad, he, he'd gone through many marriages actually. Mm-hmm. So, or relationships too. So maybe that when you said that, maybe that that's part of it too, because I think I felt like he probably gave more attention to them than, than to me really. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. That's another great aha. So in one, you learned from him about how women are threatening, right? Cause that was mm-hmm. one of the things he programmed mm-hmm. so that you can't trust women. And then you also felt second best. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't enough and you weren't a priority. Yeah. So are you starting to see my love that you're not a jealous person? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like this has nothing to do with you being a jealous or envious person. Mm -hmm. This has everything to do with you being a, a confused little girl turning into a young woman, seeing your dad angry at women, including your own mother validating you only for success and looks, being inconsistent, and then having another woman and another woman and another woman who took attention away from you. And also seeing him go from women to women puts that programming in your head that you can be discarded at any moment. Mm, Yeah. And so that's that's another reason you're always going to be looking for the negative because you're bracing yourself for when you're going to be discarded. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm doing. So here's how the jealousy is. Well, let me see if you can answer it. And if not, it's okay. I'll help you. Okay. How is the jealousy protecting you? How does that jealous part of you think it's protecting you? Hmm. I guess the only thing I can think of is, is like to prepare myself somehow. Exactly. Exactly. To be on the lookout. Like if I'm always on the lookout, then maybe I can see it coming. Yeah. And but so with my friends, mm-hmm. is that like a, it, it's kind of like the same thing, even if it's not attached to, you know, my, my partner, if it's just them being successful, it's the same kind of pattern. Yes and no. So with the, that pattern is going to show up more in the relationship because you're bracing yourself for that negativity. Mm-hmm. With the friendships, what that's really bumping up against is your own self-worth. Mm. So okay. because of because of these patterns and because of the messaging you got from dad, and what was what was relationship with mom like? Uh, it was good. I mean, she was in my life more for the most part, but like than he was. Um, but she was very career oriented. So I feel she was absent still kind of with work and everything because mm. she was a single mom all my life. So yeah. Well, how do you think that plays into your relationship with female friends? Oh, well, I never really thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess kind of, I didn't learn exactly. Well, just like your father prioritized other women over you, which is going to show up in your relationship. Can you see how mm-hmm. you're, you, on some level, you felt like your mom prioritized her career? Mm, yeah. So sure. you felt less than. Yeah. And so again, the jealousy of other women is you not feeling seen, you not feeling appreciated, you not feeling like you're enough, like they always have something better mm. than you. Mm-hmm. So in, in a way, the jealousy is also protecting you and your friendships because with jealousy there, there's, you can only get so close. 
And so just in case your friends have a bigger priority than you or think something's more important than you, you have a little bit of a guard up and a little bit of a wall up because I can't let people get too close because I might not be their priority. And again, this comes back to worthiness. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So we're connecting a lot of dots here. How is all this feeling and landing inside of you? I think, yeah, no, I think it makes sense. Um, it does definitely make sense. I think it's, it does come down to self-worth based on, I, I mean, originally I thought mainly of my dad, but I, I can see that it relates to both my parents actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some ways to work with it. So the amazing thing about jealousy, other than it being a protective thing, by bracing us, you know, having that kind of eagle eye, always being on the lookout so we can see if anything's coming Mm -hmm. and also protecting us from deeper levels of intimacy. So that if someone doesn't prioritize us or, you know, pick someone or something else other than us, then we never got that close. The other thing that jealousy does is it's it's an amazing tool for positive projection. So- I've talked about this on the show before. So positive projection is when we see aspects in others that create the feeling and a feeling is only a physiological response to a thought. Jealousy isn't a true emotion, but it, it, it's a, there's a thought that creates a feeling. So when we feel that feeling of jealousy, what we can do is look at pinpoint exactly what qualities in this person am I jealous of that I'm not owning inside myself? So let's just take beauty, for example. If Uh you're comparing yourself to to someone that you think is beautiful, they're a mirror and they're mirroring back to you your own beauty that you're not seeing inside yourself. Or let's say it's someone's confidence. They're mirroring back to you how you're not seeing your own confidence inside yourself. And let's say it's their success and let's say they, I don't know, they're on a TV show and you may have no desire to be on a TV show, but you still find yourself envious. You look for the qualities that you think got them on that TV show. So maybe it's, again, their confidence, um, their courage to take risks, their unapologetic authenticity. How are you not seeing that and owning that inside yourself? That's how jealousy can be a beautiful teacher because all these people that you're jealous of, they're just reflecting back to you things you're not seeing inside yourself. So jealousy is very useful, especially when we don't have a strong sense of who we are because we can look to other people that we're jealous of and go, oh, those are all the qualities that I'm not seeing inside of me that I need to lean into and step into more. Hmm, Okay. Can you see that? Yeah. And when in those moments, how do you, I guess what I think of is, you know, comparing like in terms of not levels, but like, let's say, let's go with beauty, for example. Well, this person in like, let's say in my opinion is more beautiful than I am Mm -hmm. even, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How do I get out of that comparison? Because I can, maybe I can acknowledge that I'm, um, that I have beauty, mm-hmm. but they are, they are more beautiful or mm-hmm. they are more successful or smart or whatever. Um, or, you know, my partner might think that they're this or that, um, mm-hmm. this level beyond mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a great question. Do you have pets? I do. What I do you have, have, I have a dog. Okay. Are there other dogs that are cuter than your dog? Yes. Does that impact how much you love your dog? No. Why? Because, you know, I know my dog more and she's also cute (laughs) (laughs) in her own way, I suppose. And how do you think if your doggy could understand what we're saying, how do you think your doggy would feel if you said, you know, that dog we saw at the park today, she was much cuter than you. She'd feel pretty bad. Mm Mm-hmm. So every time you do that inside yourself, I want you to think of your dog and I want you to think of how beautiful she is in your eyes. 
not because of just physically how she is, but of just who she is in the world and how much you love her. You're evaluating beauty, Maddie, on a very, very small scale, on a very, very superficial scale. Yeah. And I understand why you're doing that because the, the model you had for love, you said your dad was married four times. Yeah. Five. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) he was in, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can you see how that creates a limiting belief that women are kind of disposable? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so can you see that there's some part of your brain that's trying to figure out how do I not be disposable? And on some level you've decided, well, I need to be as beautiful as I possibly can be. And if I'm not as beautiful as this other person, then I'm at risk for losing love. Wow. Yeah. But see what you never really got to understand about your dad is that it had nothing to do with the women or how beautiful they were or how they weren't. He didn't have an open heart. So Mm -hmm. no matter how beautiful physically someone was, it didn't matter. It didn't matter because there wasn't an openness in his heart to really let someone in. So him going from woman to woman had nothing to do with what they did or what they looked like. It had everything to do with reaching a point where the relationship had to, he'd have to open his heart and he'd have to do his work for the relationship to go deeper. And it couldn't. So Mm. I would, if I were you, start to really look for and acknowledge depth because beauty Mm -hmm. is temporary and it's very subjective. Yeah. Wow. I also really like the way you put it, that it's not, it wasn't about them. It wasn't any of their, Mm -mm. their issues. It was him. And I kind of just totally like skipped over that, you know? Um, Well, and they, they played a part, right? It takes two in a relationship, but I guarantee you, he wasn't going from woman to woman. The common denominator in his five marriages is him. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So when you find this jealousy and comparison come up, I want you to greet it like an alarm system, not like it's part of you, not like it's a part of you. I definitely don't want you to judge it. I want you to go, oh, this is an alarm system. Okay. Which alarm system is this? Is it reminding me to remind myself that I'm safe, that I'm safe no matter what, like I'm safe in my relationship. I'm safe Mm -hmm. in who I am. Is it reminding me to acknowledge myself? Is it reminding me to own my own beauty and success? Whatever my version of that is, just like you love your dog for exactly how she came into the world and her color and her face and her cute paws and all the things that make her, her, Mm -hmm. you don't love her because of her physical appearance. Yeah. If you want to be loved just for your physical appearance, I mean, that's a rough road. Yes. And also, and we don't really have time to get into it, but if I had more time with you, I'd dig into the boyfriend a little bit because we tend to date people that are like one or both of our parents. And I'm a little concerned if he's talking about, if he's consistently talking about how attractive other people are Mm. rather than just validating your beauty. Yeah. From my perspective, I think it was, especially in the past, uh, this was a thing and we'd, we'd worked on it and talked about it. I was pretty open about it with him Mm -hmm. that it bothered me Mm -hmm. and it has since happened much less. I think it's, it's a lot with having to do with me, to be honest at this point, Okay, good. which is why I'm here. (laughs) Okay, good. I had to ask. I had to ask because if he's consistently talking about this celebrity is beautiful or that friend is beautiful or whatever, that, that to me is, you know, a little bit of a, a red flag, but if you're sure. owning, not with self-judgment, but with love, this is more you. And, and it's just a jealousy thing that's coming up in you as part of your soul growth. And, you know, he does validate your beauty and he does make you feel safe in the relationship and he is consistent in his behavior, then great. Mm-hmm. I think we've grown a lot together and I think we both are speaking each other's love languages a lot more, so to speak. So yes, he is. He is now, um, in this point in our relationship, I do feel secure with him, but in those moments, you know, 
when, when it crops up and I'm like, well, there's nothing actually wrong here. Why am I making it wrong? You know? So for sure that I really like the, you know, using it as a, as an alarm for something good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just an alarm. It's just an alarm, alarm for you to, to grow and to break patterns and to really, really, really did give yourself what you didn't get from your mom or your dad. Validation just for who you are. Consistency and loving yourself. It's kind of like growing a habit, I suppose. Um, Yeah. Yes. And if you need a quickie, like something that will immediately get you into the awareness that we're talking about, think about your dog and think Mm. about comparing her to other dogs. Okay. Awesome. Because when you see a cuter dog in the dog park, do you love your dog less? <laughs> no. Exactly. That's a, that's a great example. <laughs> Are you able to acknowledge, oh, that's a cute dog and my dog is cute. Yeah. 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 And let me, you know, I don't know how old you are, but speaking from experience, really getting this and really feeling the beauty radiate from within and letting the beauty come from how you feel and how you love and how you show up. Um. It, it is, it's, it's a much better way to age because mm-hmm. unfortunately we live in a culture that hasn't really awakened to what true beauty is. Yeah. And so you can be part of that movement by just really like loving and accepting yourself and, and knowing that some people came into this world with amazing symmetrical features and, you know, thin frames and, and are more the body type and physical appearance that our media society points to as beautiful. For sure. However, if you look deeper and you really see someone's essence, that's where you see the true beauty. Look Mm. beyond the superficial, keep looking deeper into yourself. You know, that's another alarm bell for you is when the jealousy comes up, you're not looking deep enough. You're in the superficial 3D level. Look deeper. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much, You're Christine. Welcome. You're welcome. I hope this helped. It does. It really does. Aww. You're amazing. Thank you so much. So are you. Remember, I'm a positive projection. So anything you see in me, you have. That's how you work with it. And see how you can say that to me and not make yourself feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause we're all amazing in our <laughs> own unique ways. Mm-hmm. All right. My love, you use that jealousy, use it as a positive projection, use it as the alarm systems. And I bet it'll start to shift. I will. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maddie, for your honesty. I know that your honesty and vulnerability help so many people because so many of us experience the feeling of jealousy and it's just a yucky, yucky feeling. And it's one that we can feel a lot of shame about, especially if we want to be a good person and want to be happy for other people when we feel the feeling of jealousy. It's just yucky on so many levels. Do you like how I'm using this super technical term of yucky? (laughs) But it is. Jealousy is just yucky. So let's dive into this call. So Maddie's question was about the jealousy she felt when she feels like there's this betrayal, like jealousy was so intense, it almost felt like betrayal. And she was even jealous of actresses she didn't even know, and she couldn't even watch their movies. And then with the friends that she did know, she was experienced jealousy with their physical beauty and success. And then she said, I don't want to be this person. And I can acknowledge it's ridiculous. Oh my goodness. So much self-judgment. And self-judgment definitely does not help us relieve jealousy. So Maddie, and to anyone who thinks they're a jealous person, no, you're not. You're really, really not. Jealousy is just an alarm system. And it's an alarm system for many things, which I talked about with Maddie, and that I'm going to break down for you now a little bit more. But please stop identifying as a jealous person. Jealousy is a pattern. It's basically, think of it like a pattern of habitual thought. It's a, it's a habitual reaction. And like we learned with Maddie, it's often protective. It's often protective. If you are jealous of people, then there's walls that can come up. And so people can't really get in and you may not get hurt. And as we learned, Maddie had a lot of hurt. 
You know, her dad was inconsistent in his behavior. He had anger towards women. She felt not enough. She felt like she wasn't treated as well as her brothers. And he had four or five wives, which gave her the message that women are disposable. And if you aren't good enough on some level, then you're just going to be left. And then she had her mother. And let me just say that being a single mother, I can't even imagine how hard that is. So when I said to Maddie, sometimes you felt second best to your mother's career, that wasn't at all a judgment or a shaming of her mother. I'm sure she did the best that she could. And we have to be realistic about how that might've landed for Maddie, especially since she already had a father that wasn't that consistent and wasn't that available as well. So because of this lack of attention from her two primary parents, she's going to be jealous of anyone that she thinks is better than her. She's going to be jealous of anyone that she sees is getting attention for whatever reason they're getting attention for. And so I just really encourage her and you to have such a massive level of self-acceptance and compassion for the part of you that feels jealous because the part of you that feels jealous is just a really hurt part. It's just a really hurt part of you that at some point in your life didn't feel enough, didn't feel like you fit in, felt like other people were better than you, felt like you had to be different in order to get love. So forgive yourself for judging yourself as a jealous person and forget yourself for judging jealousy. So let's try that right now all together. Repeat after me. I forgive myself for judging myself as a jealous person. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I'm jealous and I should be ashamed of that. There's something wrong with me. The truth is I experience jealousy sometimes because there's a part of me that's hurt. That's really the truth. And all of us are here to learn two key things. One, massive self-acceptance. And two, a sense of belonging. You know, I talk a lot about the illusion of separation. We are born knowing that we're one, that we're connected to the universe, to God, to each other. And then over time, we forget and we think that we're on our own. And we forget that everyone is a mirror and that we're all one. And then when one person rises, so does everyone else. And in a lot of ways, when someone is suffering, so is everyone else. You know, I think if more of the world could get a clue that we're all united, then we wouldn't be so apathetic to a lot of the the suffering that goes on in the world. And more of us would do something, not that it's our job to rescue the world, but we may just have a little bit more awareness. And at the same time, we'd all be happier for all the abundance that there is because we'd understand that we're all in it together. You know, for every person that experiences amazing success or abundance, they're reflecting that part to us. So I know this is kind of hard to grasp, but the more you lean into the fact that everybody's a mirror and we're all one and we're all connected, the less jealous you will feel. And like I said, we do learn through contrast. So sometimes experiencing extreme jealousy is the gateway into experiencing a sense of more belonging and more self-compassion and more of a unified oneness way of thinking. One thing I want to highlight here, especially for those of you who experience jealousy in your relationship, is that a lot of times that comes from your childhood, especially from your father. And if there was an inconsistency or an unpredictability, or you didn't really know how he was going to act, or you didn't feel his approval of you or his unconditional love, then your brain at a young age got wired for negativity. You got wired to look for when is he going to be mean? When is he going to explode? When is he going to snap? When is he going to criticize me? When is he going to disappear? And so you're used to collecting evidence for the negative. And so when you get into an intimate relationship with a man, all that little girl stuff is going to be triggered. And that can show up in jealousy because jealousy, especially of other women, is is a way that we look for a threat. A lot of times as women, we feel one of the biggest threats to our relationship is another woman. So if you don't feel safe and secure inside yourself because of your past and your wounding and your own relationship with yourself, then no matter how trustworthy that person is, there's a part of you that's not going to feel safe. And so it's very normal to look for a threat and 
another woman is a threat. And so we experience jealousy because that's the way we try to manage it. It's kind of a protective pattern. So our way out of that is to do our inner work, to really, really do our inner work, heal that little girl, heal that wounding with dad, if that's where the wounding was, because otherwise kind of always being on the lookout for a potential threat or the negative or something to go wrong will continue to be our area of familiarity. And it will be really hard to trust anyone. So remember, like a lot of times our trust issues don't have to do with the person that we're with. They have to do with people from our past. And it's not fair to our current partner to project, you know, our past issues onto them and expect them to deal with our jealousy and, you know, reassure us all the freaking time and deal with the comments about other women and get mad every time a man glances at another woman. Like I full well know that my husband will notice other women who are attractive. He's a man and he has eyes and there are beautiful, attractive people in the world. They're incredibly attractive women in the world, especially where we live in Southern California. And I don't get jealous. And believe me, he doesn't have googly eyes. His eyes really don't wander. But if he were to notice an attractive woman or, or even say, oh, she's really pretty or that woman's beautiful, I wouldn't feel jealous because objectively I can see, yeah, she is. And because I feel secure in myself, I don't have trust issues with him. Also, to be totally candid, it wasn't my wounding with my dad. I didn't feel like he hated women. He didn't have, you know, four or five different wives. And he did give me a lot of validation as a little girl in terms of, you know, how he saw me. And so jealousy hasn't been a massive thing for me. And it doesn't mean I'm this super evolved person. It just means one, it wasn't my wounding. And two, I've, I've done my work to clear that. Now, I will say I have had jealousy in relationships. I can remember one boyfriend in particular, and oh my God, I was scared of any woman he looked at. But that had to do with one, my intuition, knowing that he actually wasn't a trustworthy person. So sometimes, ladies, I just want to say, if you experience jealousy, it may not be your issues. It may be your intuition going, um, hello, you may want to pay attention to the fact that he has a wandering eye and there are a lot of women calling him and he's lying to you about who he spends time with. So some, sometimes that jealousy can be an alarm of something to pay attention to in terms of his behavior, especially if it's not a normal emotion for you. But it all comes back down to you know doing our inner work, feeling safe inside ourselves, feeling safe in the relationship. And knowing that jealousy isn't this bad thing that we need to judge, it's just another way that we're alerted to something that's off, something that we need to heal inside ourselves, or it acts as that protective barrier, like I said, so that people can't get too close. I want to talk about how you get out of comparison. So when she asked me about that, I asked her if she had a pet. That's just the image that came through when she asked me. And I did that because I wanted her to feel the unconditional love that we feel towards a pet, a doggy. It's sort of the unconditional love that we often feel if we think of a baby or a small child. It's just like, oh my gosh, you're so cute and so lovable and you're perfect. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. And she could objectively see that her dog wasn't the cutest dog in the world, but that didn't impact how much she loved her dog. And that's how we need to see ourselves. Here's the thing. You won't ever, and I won't ever, be the prettiest, the smartest, the most successful, the most fill in the blank. And we won't ever be the least amount of any of those things either. If we judge kind of in that superficial external way in terms of money or beauty by external media society standards, there will always be someone more or less. So what the way out of that comparison is to really just feel compassion and feel the love and feel all of our unique lovability. That's what makes the world so amazing is we're all unique in our own ways. So you're going to waste a lot of your precious time and energy if you're consistently jealous of people who have more in some way objectively than you, or actually what I should say, have more subjectively than you. So you can either pay attention to that and make yourself miserable, or you can be grateful for what you have because the truth is you have a lot. 
So some takeaways for you. If jealousy is something that you deal with, consider what is it the alarm system for? What is it alerting you to? Use jealousy as a positive projection exercise. So if you're jealous of someone, right? When I look at you, I see. When I look at you, I feel. You remind me of the qualities you must possess to have what you have are. And really break down what you see in that person and know that they're just reflecting back to you a part of you that you're not owning. I think I've given this example before, but I'll give it again because it's a good teaching point. So let's say I'm jealous of Beyonce and I just think she's amazing and I'm beating myself up and I I wish I should be more like her or whatever. Let's just say I have that jealousy. Or let's say I have a friend like Beyonce. Now, does that mean the positive projection is, well, I should be a singer and a dancer and a performer? Like, am I not owning my inner, like, Beyonce? (laughs) No, it's not that literal. The positive projection is more about what are the qualities that I'm seeing in her that I'm not owning in myself? So again, using the Beyonce example, am I not being unapologetically authentic? Am I not owning my courageousness? Am I not owning my own divaness, whatever that looks like for me? So that's how the positive projection works is you really look at the qualities that you're desiring to have that that you think that person has and really see that you're not seeing them and owning them inside yourself. Because anyone that triggers us is a mirror. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Thank you so much for listening, sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.